Welcome to the Bethel Church Podcast. Each week you'll be able to check in for our messages from Sunday and other material. We hope that our messages encourage you in your walk in daily faith with Jesus. Make sure to check out our website, BethelStratford.org. I need a volunteer to come up and help me this morning. Someone who is strong. And kids, feel free to volunteer your dads or your moms or your parents because, grandparents, because I know adults are kind of lame sometimes. They don't like to volunteer themselves. So kids, I need you to pick somebody really, really strong. I want to see hands pointing. I want to see you nominating somebody very, very strong. Let's see, let's see. Um, oh yeah, you know what? Guys, my brother's here, and I never get to humiliate him, so I'm going to do that today. Corey, come on up. This is my older brother, Corey. Just real quick, for those of you who are at the 50-plus event this week, this is the brother I talked about. So this is just a, a, I'll tell you the story later another time, because you don't have time for me to tell that story all over again. But this is the amazing brother that I have. So I do have two. The other one's not there. (laughs) He disappeared on me. Okay, so your job is to get your muscles ready. Can we all show him how to get his muscles ready? Kids, what do we do? What do we need to get our muscles ready? Like this? Okay, all right, so you're ready. So what's going to happen is every time I give you an excuse that Moses gave, Moses gave God five excuses. During the time of that burning bush, he gave him five excuses and said, nope, that's way beyond me. So every time we do that, we feel something's way beyond me, I'm going to stack a book up on your hand. Okay? Do you think he can do it? Do you guys think he can do it? No? Okay, well, let's see. Okay, so, excuse number one, everyone, hold up a finger for me. Number one, Moses said, it's way beyond me. Every time we get to that point, I need you to say it with me. Ready? It's way beyond me. In Exodus 3.11, he said, who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and bring the Israelites out of Egypt? There we go. He said, who am I? I don't think I could do it. Excuse number two. two. He said, it's he did say it's way beyond me in Exodus 3.13. Suppose I go to the Israelites and say to them, the God of your fathers has sent me to you. And they ask me, what is his name? Then what shall I tell them? Okay, so he said, first he said, what? Who do you think I am? And now he's saying, well, even if I go, if, even if you think I'm good enough, what if they don't believe you sent me? What if they ask who sent me? And then excuse number three, Moses said, good job. In Exodus 4, 1, and he said, what if they do not believe me or listen to me and say, the Lord did not appear to you? So now he's saying, who am I? I think he got the wrong person. He's saying, what if they ask who sent me? So like, even if I go and even if they believe that you sent me, what if they don't believe me? So number four, everyone say number four. In Exodus 4.10, it says, pardon your servant, Lord. I have never been eloquent. He thinks he's not very smart with his words. Neither in the past nor since you have spoken to your servant. I am slow to speech and tongue. So let's put another one on there for that. Okay. So Moses is saying, even if I go, because I don't think I should. I don't think I'm the right guy. Even if they believe that you sent me. Because I'm scared. I don't think they're going to believe me. 
Even if they believe me and listen to me, they believe what I've said is true. I just can't speak. I'm not good enough. They never felt that. Your words don't come to you as fast as they should. You know, you're just not that smart. And you just can't get your words out. Been there, done that. And that's what Moses said. So excuse number five, Moses said, it's... And he said, pardon your servant, Lord. Please send someone else. So he says, even if I go, even if they believe you sent me, even if they believe that you sent me and they listen to me, even if you provide and I'm able to speak, I just don't want to go. Please send someone else. Have you ever been there? It's happened to me. I remember when I was 16 years old, I was on a missions trip in Africa, and God called me to missions, and I said, whoa, 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 you've got the wrong girl. I said, I can't do that. That's too big for me. Meanwhile, I'm in Africa. I'm on a missions trip telling God I can't do missions. So we just need to take a moment and look at how funny it seems when we look at all of Moses' excuses, and how many of us are thinking right now, dude, a bush was literally just on fire talking to you. How can you doubt the fact that God is with you, God is there, God is going to provide? And after each one of these excuses, God gave Moses a promise. But he's still saying, please, just send someone else. So now, to relate this to you, how many of these excuses have we made? Maybe you've said, it's what? Way beyond me. It's way beyond me, and you've said, I'm too young. So you never said that? I'm too young. I have. That's a big job. I can't do that. I'm too young. What about, have you said, it's, I'm too old. My time is done. I just can't do it anymore. I'm tired. I don't have the time. I can't do it anymore. Now, let's see number nine. This is excuse number nine. Oh, no, number eight. It's way, I'm not smart enough. How many of you ever said that? Maybe you think at school, you're like, well, I don't get good grades at school. Maybe you're an adult. Maybe you're like, well, I don't have a diploma on the wall. I don't have one of those big fancy papers. How many of you just plain said, I'm just not smart enough. I don't have the wisdom I need. Been there, done that too. But we're not done yet. We got number nine. It's... Let's see. We've said, I failed the last time, so why should I try again? We failed, we've fallen, we're discouraged, and we say, God, you asked me to do it the last time, and I did. And it didn't work. So I'm done. I'm not trying again. We're so afraid. Been there. Done that. All right. Now number 10. Everyone say number 10. Number 10. It's. And we've said it's too lonely. God, what you're asking me to do, where you're asking me to grow, it's too lonely. Maybe at school you're thinking God's asking you to reach out to your friends. And well, nobody likes that person. Why do I have to be the one to be lonely and go to that person? What else are you thinking that you're just like, it's too lonely. I can't go there by myself. So how are you feeling? Okay. Okay. <laughs> so, I had them out like this and it'd be... <laughs> it would be the best. Well, let's stack them back up again because we have a better way to get these off your hands. Okay. So they look light. It was, but yeah, exactly. Way beyond you. They look light. But the longer you're holding them, the longer you're balancing them, the harder it gets, the heavier it gets. You know what? God doesn't want us to be weighed down by all these things, all the I can'ts, I won'ts, I shouldn'ts, the fears of it's way beyond me. And that's what I need you to remember today, is that 
we don't need to hold on to these things anymore. Just like Moses said, I can't, it's way beyond me. We've said, I can't, it's way beyond me. I've said that. We have to stop. We can't always give up. And we have to wait and watch Kay say, God, how are you preparing me for that? You've asked me to do it. I know you won't ask me to do something I'm not ready for. So, you're pretty tired. Should I relieve you of these fears? Okay. So, first fear. Does anybody remember? Moses said, who am I? Yeah. It's way beyond me. He said, who am I that I should go? I don't think I should do it. And this is what God said. God said, I will be with you in Exodus 3.12. I will be with you. So whenever you're like, "Uh, God, I think you got the wrong person. I can't do that. God's promise is I will be with you. And who better to have with you on something that's way beyond us than God. The man who knows everything. Who's there with you through it all. Number two. Fear number two, well, we'll take that one. It's already down. (laughs) What if they ask who sent me? He's afraid that they're going to put him in the spot. They're going to say, well, 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 who do you think you are? Who sent you? This is what God said. God said, I am who I am. This is what you are to say to the Israelites. I am has sent you. That's from Exodus 3.14. And then in Exodus 3.18, it says, the elders of Israel will listen to you. God promises that if he sends us, he will be with us. And he will make a way. He will soften the ears, soften the hearts of those that we are to go to. He will prepare a way. Number three, does anybody remember what Moses said? What if they don't believe me or listen to me? And he said, it's way beyond me. So you know what God did? God said, no, it's not way beyond you. I've got you. And he gave Moses three signs. Everyone hold up three great big fingers. Give him three signs. And he says, when you throw your staff on the ground, it will become a? A snake. Good job. When he picked it up, it became a staff again. That's in Exodus 4, 2 to 5. So when the staff was on the ground, it was a snake. And then Moses picked it up by the end and turned into a staff. I don't know about you, but I am terrified of snakes. If God told me to pick up that snake, I'd be like, I think you're crazy. I don't think it's going to do it. Exactly. It is way beyond me. But God is with us and God provided. When Moses did it, it happened. God performed a miracle. Uh, number two, sign number two, he said he put his hand in his cloak. Everyone pretend you're tucking your hand in your coat. And you know what happened when he pulled it out? It was leprous. It was all white. It was the driest skin you've ever seen. It was not nice. And then when he put it back in, what do you think happened? It came out totally normal, totally restored. That doesn't just happen. You don't just like put your hand in and it comes out covered in like little confetti. It was a skin condition that he came out, it was bad, put it back in, and it was good. That was a sign. Nobody could do that aside from God. And number three, when he scooped up water out of the Nile and he poured it on the dry ground, does anybody know what it turned into? Yeah, blood. It turned into blood. Nobody can do that aside from God. So number four, excuse number four, Moses said it's way beyond me. And he said, I'm not that great at speaking. I've been there. I've been like, ah, God, my nerves are getting in the way. My words aren't coming out. I just can't do it. But this is God's promise to Moses. God said in Exodus 4, 11, and 12, who gave human beings their mouths, who makes them deaf or mute, who gives them sight or makes them blind. Is it not I, the Lord? Now go, I will speak and will teach you what to say. How many of you have been there? We need to remember that if God is sending us, he will give us the words. He won't only give us the words. He gave us the tools to use those words. He's given us our bodies, our ears, our mouths. He will provide. He will speak through us if we say, God, 
I'll go, but you got to speak because I don't know what I'm doing. And then he said, it's way beyond. beyond me. He said, please, would you just send somebody else? He is so beyond fearful, thinking it is so way beyond him. He's like, just send somebody else. But God said, what about your brother Aaron the Levite? I know he can speak well. He is already on his way to meet you, and he will be glad to see you. You shall speak to him and put words in his mouth. I will help both of you speak and will teach you what to do. He will speak to the people for you, and it will be as if you were your mouth, as if he were your mouth, and as if you were God to him. Please take, but please take this staff in your hand so you can perform the signs with it. Exodus 4, 14 to 17. God's saying, it's okay. I'm not going to send you alone. I'm going to send your friend Aaron. He's going to go with you. You can do this together. I've got you. It is not way beyond you. It is in me. God's saying that time and time again, we tell him it's way beyond me, and God's saying, no, it's not. It might be way beyond you, but it's not way beyond me. So then we had our excuses. We said things like, I'm too young. I've said that. I've said, no, God, that's too big. I can't do that. But God says, don't let anyone look down on you because you are young, but set an example for the believers in speech, in conduct, in love, in faith, and in purity. That's in 1 Timothy 4.12. God's saying, it doesn't matter about your age. If I've called you, I've called you. If I've asked you to do it, I'll be with you. Don't worry. Age is just a number. I've seen some kids do amazing, amazing things. I've seen youth do amazing, amazing things. Age doesn't matter. God is with you, and God will be with you, whatever he asks you to do. And the next one was, I'm too old. And God says, in the last days, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. Acts 2.17. God's not done with us yet. You know, my dad always told me, he said, I'm not done learning till I'm dead. That is a philosophy I've adopted. I'm not done learning till I'm dead. God, it doesn't matter what my age is. You can use me, so please do. So that's what we need to remember. When we're like, oh, my time's done. I can't do it anymore. God's not done with us yet. And then, number eight, we said, I'm not, oh, nope. Yep, number eight. I'm not smart enough. But God says, if any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to you. Does it say, you know, if you like beg and plead for years and years and years, God might give you like one answer to a test? No. It says if you ask, it will be given to you. When you come to God and say, God, I'm ready, I want to do it, but I just don't know. Can you give me wisdom? How many of you believe he will give you wisdom? He will. God will be with you. God will give you the wisdom to get through it. Number nine says, I have failed, so why should I try again? Do you know what God says about that? God has the exact opposite promise. He says, he helps those who are in trouble. He lifts those who have fallen. So if you've fallen, God is the most loving father you can ever imagine. He's there the second you fall, ready to pick you back up and to carry you through it. He's not there to say, you fell, have fun on the ground, see you later. He's going to pick you up. He's ready to carry you through. If we're willing to say, God, pick me up. Help me. I just can't do it. I'm scared. God will help us. He will walk us through it. And last but not least, it's too lonely. 
Life can be pretty lonely sometimes. And sometimes some of the things God asks us to do are pretty big, pretty lonely, pretty scary. But God's saying, the Lord is the one who is going ahead of you. He will be with you. He won't abandon you or leave you. So don't be afraid or terrified. Deuteronomy 31.8. So we know that it might be way but God has some promises. So how do you feel now? Better. Better. Good. You can see. Have a seat. Thank you very, very much. All right. So as we go through all of those, we saw all the lies, all the fears. That's pretty heavy. What did I tell you? God doesn't want us to live like that. How many of you believe God does not want us to live like that? God doesn't want us to be weighed down and burdened by all our fears, all our lies, all of those thoughts of it's way beyond me. So let's read Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him, and he will make your path straight. That's saying we just got to trust in him. We're not supposed to do it on our own. So we've said it's way beyond me. You know what? The truth is sometimes it is. In my human flesh, some of the things God asks me to do are way beyond me. If I'm saying, okay, I can handle that, I will fall flat on my face because on my own, I cannot do it. But what God's saying is, I've got you. God says, it is way beyond you. But remember, it's not about you. It's about me. I'm here to carry you through. So instead of saying, it's way beyond me, I'm done, and tapping out, saying, God, I'm not going to do it. Just like Moses said, just send somebody else. We need to say, God, I recognize it's way beyond me. I don't want to do it on my own. I can't do it on my own. I need you. And then we need to trust in the fact that God's got you. Everyone say, God's got me. So after Moses went through all of those excuses, we're going to really, really, really quickly touch on what he did after that. So after he left the burning bush, he confronted Pharaoh. Pharaoh's a pretty big, mean guy. And Moses went to Pharaoh And he confronted him and said, let my people go. God says, let my people go. And the Israelites were released from slavery. Then he led the Israelites through the desert. And Moses witnessed many, many miracles, including stretching out his hand and parting the Red Sea. Can you just stop for a minute and imagine this? I think sometimes we just like brush right through Bible stories. We think, oh, that's cool. Moses parted his hand or parted the water. They walked right through and then it closed up again. How incredible would that be to walk and the water's literally standing up beside you and you walked on dry ground? Not just like when the wave goes back out and it's that mushy sand, dry ground. That is a miracle. How amazing is that? Can you imagine standing in that spot just like Moses and going, God, you've literally parted the water so I have a route to escape. So Moses went from being the guy that said, I can't do this just send somebody else, to going and witnessing the many, many miracles of God. I don't know about you, but if God's asking me to do something, I don't want to miss out on those miracles. I have no idea what God has in store when I'm obedient. Kids, you have no idea what God could do if you just do what he's asking you to do. He might ask you to do something big, but he's got it covered. So then in Exodus 17, Moses was at the point, he's like, okay, whew. This is pretty big, but God, I need your help. God, I know I'm not supposed to do this on my own. And he went up on a hill with Aaron and her. Do you remember Aaron? Aaron was that friend that God said, I know you can't speak well. I'm sending Aaron with you. And her came with him, and they went up, and Moses said, okay, God, 
There's these Amalekites, and they're in battle with us Israelites. And we're pretty scared about this. So Moses said, God, I will raise up my hands to you. He says, I'm going to put the staff of God in my hands, and I will raise my hand. This was a symbol of appeal to God for help and enablement. God saying, or Moses was saying, I can't do this on my own. I don't want to do it on my own. I'm reaching out for help. Everyone reach out for help with me. He's reaching out saying, I can't do it on my own. I won't do it on my own. Please help me. So then Moses made that choice. He could have stood there and said, all right, folks, let's rally our troops. Let's do this battle. Do you think it would have been successful? No. But because you know what happened? Every time he had his hands up, who do you think was winning? The Israelites or the Amalekites? Moses' team or the bad guys? Moses' team. Every time his hands were up, they were winning. When his arms got tired, you remember, Corey, his arms were getting tired. His hands went down. And you know what happened? Instead of the Israelites winning, the Amalekites were winning. Every time his hands went down. But when his hands were up, who was winning? The Israelites. So we need to learn from Moses. We need to remember to say, God, it's way beyond me. But I'm asking you for help. Will you help me? Then you know what Aaron and her did? Corey, how much easier would it have been if I had somebody up here who gave you a chair to sit on and I had two people holding up your arms? How much easier do you think that would have been? So much easier. And that's what Aaron and her did. When Moses' arms got tired, they gave him a rock to sit on. They said, here, buddy, have a seat. I've got you. And then Aaron and her came up and they held up his arms. They said, don't worry about it. I've got you. I'm here to support you. So we need to learn from Aaron and her as well. We're not meant to do it on our own. We, number one, need to remember who's got you. God's got you. Number two, we need to find people to surround us like Aaron and her. Say, you know what? I'm having a hard time holding up my hands right now. I'm having a hard time saying, God's got this. Because right now I really don't know. I'm having a hard time saying, God, I choose to look to you. So we need those people to come around us and say, I'll support you through this. God's got you. I'm here to remind you. I'm here to pray for you. I'm here to support you. I'm here to physically help you. Whatever it takes, we need to be like Aaron and her. So, has any of you ever done the little experiment where you like stand in a doorway and you're like pushing out as hard as you can for a minute? What happens to your arms when you do that? Lucas. They raise. So if any of you have not done that, go home this afternoon. You can have a little party at home, standing in doorways and telling me all about it. You're going to stand in a doorway with your hands facing out. You're going to push as hard as you can on that doorway for one minute. Then you're going to step out of the doorway. And I'm warning you what's going to happen is your arms are going to feel really light and they're just going to start to raise. Do you know what that is? I'm not going to get into the science of it, but that's going to remind you that when we make the choice like Moses, we're saying it is so hard right now. Everything in front of me looks impossible, but God's got this. So I'm choosing to press in. I'm choosing to say, God, I need your help. You're pushing in. You're training yourself. You're training yourself to be devoted to God. It takes a lot of work. Daily training yourself to say, God, I choose this. I choose to be in your presence. I choose to trust you. And then when you're through that, you step out and your arms will just float. It almost becomes a reflex. The more you train yourself to say, this is my choice. I'm going to trust God. When you step out, it's like, the weight has lifted. God's got you. The weight has lifted, and it becomes a reflex to say, okay, I know he's done it in the past. Sometimes we just need to stop and remind ourselves. All of these books, every single time Moses said, I can't, it's way beyond me, God gave him a promise. 
God gave us promises, and we need to remind ourselves of those promises. We need to even look back at our own lives. How many times in our own lives have we said, God, I can't, and God's provided? How many times have we walked through something that I was like, oh, that's really big, I can't do that? God's provided. So whatever you're walking through, I want you to remember, the more we train ourselves, the more we push in and press in and say, God's got this, the more he provides And the more we can raise our hands out of habit, it becomes a reflex to just say, okay, brain, you can be quiet now because I am choosing that God's got this. I don't need to be afraid and crippled by the fact that it's way beyond me. God's got this. So we give God all these excuses, but all he wants us to do is to look to him for help. All he wants us to do is to say, just like Moses, I'm going to raise my hands. I need your help. He never asks us to do it alone. He never asks us to do something beyond us. He gives us what we need. He will go with us. He will be with us. He will provide. And then he surrounds us with people that say, I've got you. I'm here to remind you, God's got you. So right now what I need you to do, after I read Philippians 4.13, we've read it already. I can do, does it say I can do like little things? Can I do some things? Can I do the things that my teacher says I can do? Or my parents say I can do? It says, I can do all things. Does it say I can do all things with the help of my calculator? Can I do all things with the help of these notes? Can I do all things with the help of my body? No. It says, I can do all things through him who strengthens me. The him is God. We're not asked to do it alone. We can do all things through God. So now, your job is to get into groups. You can do it with your family. You came with your friends. You came with the people beside you. Don't worry. They're all friendly. They won't bite. I want you to get into little clusters, and I want you to start to talk about I'm going to give you a couple minutes to talk about what is something that you're saying, God, this is way beyond me. God, I need your help. Maybe it's at school. Maybe it's at work. Maybe you just have a really hard time with your coworker, and they are getting under your skin. And it is a hard thing to be nice to them. Say, God, I need your help. I know you want me to love them. Help me. Or maybe it's at school and you've got a test coming up and you just don't think you can do it. Saying, God, help me. I need your help because I know you can give me the wisdom. So you're going to get into your families. You're going to talk about what is that area you need help with. And then you're going to talk about how can you be like Aaron and her? How are you going to come in and support your family? How are you going to come in and support the people around you? What can you do to physically step in? to remind them and to be with them. So I'll give you a couple minutes to do that and then we'll come back together. So go ahead, get into your family groups, your friends, whoever you came with, and just take a moment to talk about that together. Now, if we can bring it back together. I'm sorry to cut you off. Please, please, please do continue this at home. Do continue daily, weekly, just checking in, asking, where do you need help? How can I support you? Ask God, God, what do you want to show me? What are you asking me to do that I don't even know about yet? Dream big. And remember that even though it might seem way beyond you, God's got you. So can I get the prayer team to come forward? We're just going to close this off. Prayer team, if you can come forward. So let's pray together. Father, we thank you so much. For your presence here this morning. 
Father, we thank you that nothing is way beyond you. Even though it may seem way beyond us, Father, that you are in control. You are so big. You are so powerful. You are so able. So, Father, give us courage. Give us strength. Help us go forth from here and be like Moses, saying, I will look to you for help. Be like Aaron and her and say, I will come around you. I will support you. So, Father, we thank you for your truths that combat the lies, that destroy the lies in Jesus' name. We thank you for this morning. Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for checking out this week's message, Bethel Church Podcast. We hope that it's blessed you and encouraged you, and that you come back and check out next week's message as well.